it's the golden handcuffs is the phrase they use, right? You shouldn't feel chained to your job because of loyalty or because of love for your team or anything. Those things can make a job great. But if there's not the other factors, like if you're not being challenged, if you're not doing work you love and you're not excited about what you're working on, it's really hard to hard to stay and hard to make that loyalty and friendship that you feel balance it out and be worth it, you know, for the lack of everything else. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Today's episode topic comes to us by way of an email I got from someone who watches my YouTube channel and they asked to remain anonymous. So I'm not going to read out the specifics or yeah, their name or anything, but basically it was an email from a designer in distress is what they titled it, saying that they're really frustrated with where they are in their career right now, where they are in their job. They've been at this particular agency for a very long time and are just feeling a bit stuck, like they're going nowhere. The work is kind of not inspiring at the agencies getting in. And so this designer feels like they maybe need to be moving on, but they also feel a lot of loyalty to this company that they work at. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about this whole concept of when to move on. Like, when do you need to take that next step? And how do you go about doing that? So should be a good topic. Uh, first, though, fam, we recorded very recently. In fact, the last episode was recorded yesterday. So I'm assuming you've not done anything on side projects lately. So instead, what I want to ask you is what are you looking forward to in the coming months? Like what is a plan that you have or something that you're going to be working on that you're excited about? Oh, this is a good question. Putting me on the spot here. Thanks, Charlie. No worries. <laughs> um, what am I looking forward to? Well, I'm currently working on rebuilding our Design Life podcast website in Webflow. And I'm very excited actually about that uh, launching and going live. And it's going to give us a bit more flexibility to play around with the design and the style and especially the community sort of marketing landing page. I'm really excited to get stuck into that with you, especially. Uh, so I'm actually excited about that being like a new thing for us. And we're also considering moving our podcast to Simplecast, which is going to be really nice as well. We're going to have a bit more control over the show's. So yeah, that's kind of my looking forward to like in the near future about moving the show over, getting the new site out and kind of giving it a, a fresh new life. I'm really excited about that. Love it. And yes, we had a little meeting last night and you showed me where you'd gotten up to and it looks so cool. I'm very excited about it. Me too. What, what about you? I'm going to throw the question back at you, obviously. Probably should have expected that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me. I think mine is to do with building website and Webflow as well, ironically. Oh yeah? My next video that I'm making in my website redesign series is wireframing for my new blog. I'm really excited to get that process started and get a blog up and running because I have had all these ideas for topics I want to write about and things I want to share, but don't really feel like I have a place to do that at the moment unless it's in like an Instagram caption, but that's so like fleeting. It doesn't really feel worth it. The first post that I'm really excited to firstly dig in and do the research for and then write is kind of an income report from my first year as an LLC. Oh. Yeah, I want to put together a little report showing what percentage of my income income, sorry, came from salary, what came from like the podcast, <laughs> hint very little, and, <laughs> and, and all of that. So that, yeah, I, I, it can be a little overview of how all my side projects come together and, and what they earn me. 
I'm looking forward to knowing that information myself because I don't currently know that exactly. And yeah, sharing it with people and being open about that. So are you thinking then of getting back into blogging? Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, well, I I just want a space to be able to write stuff. I'm not going to be doing like a weekly blog post or anything like that, but I just want a place to be able to write when I when I want to. And it'll be focused on the business side of things more so than my YouTube channel is. I don't really feel like I have a good place to talk about that sort of stuff at the moment because it's not super relevant to all of my YouTube channel viewers and things like that. So that's what I'm excited about. And are you still planning, like I remember a few months ago when you did the current version of your website, you did a tutorial video, right? Or like taking people through the planning and thought process of redesigning your website. Are you planning to continue on in that series and continue making videos as you, you know, keep working on it? That's what I was meaning with my website redesign series is that the next stage of that is the blog. So it'll be three videos, probably wireframe design and then the build of it. So there's some good content to create in amongst there as well. And I end up with something useful. (laughs) Yeah. I love how you're breaking it down. Like it's so smart. I always like try to tackle the whole thing at one go and yeah, that, that can be really hard and overwhelming. So yeah, I like that you're doing it in stages. It's very smart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's helpful as well to be able to make like a video just about the wireframing stage, a video just about the design stage or whatever, because I can go into depth about them all. And I think because I'm making videos about them, it does make me break it down more and like do my process properly, you know, because I'm thinking that, oh, I'm going to be showing other people and this is kind of a teaching moment as well. So let's do this thing right. Yeah, fair. Anyway, should we move on to today's topic? But I I really liked that intro, just patting myself on the back. (laughs) Good one. I like the the mix up. (laughs) Yeah. So have you ever felt like this femme where you've felt a bit stuck in a place and like it's time to move on and do something else, whether that's in, I don't know, not even necessarily to do with design, but yeah, what's your experience with that? Yeah. Although for me, I first experienced this other phase before I get to the time to move on phase. Oh, okay. Do share. If that makes sense. So before I feel like it's time to move on or into that phase, I first have like, okay, it's time to change something. And I usually have the sense of like, I need something new or something needs to change or we need to mix it up. Or maybe I've decided that I want to focus on something different. And usually what I first try and do is find that in my current situation, like, okay, is there an opportunity somewhere in my current environment or situation whether that's a job or whatever where maybe I could mix it up and I could do this new thing that I that I need new excitement for so I usually begin there in past jobs where I wasn't as focused in design I really wanted to be more focused in design and so instead of like you know leaving and moving on straight away and finding that elsewhere I first tried to find that within the company Uh, And so that's kind of the first phase that I go through of trying to see if there's opportunity already available to, you know, fill that gap that I'm currently having and, you know, try really hard. And if not, that's when I then enter the, okay, maybe it's time to move on phase. Yeah, I was actually wondering about this because what this designer mentioned in the email to me was about feeling loyal to the company. Did you find it hard to move on from your last job because you had worked there for a few years, you know, and built up a bit of loyalty with them and it was a small team so you always feel like quite a lot of camaraderie with that was that 
difficult to, to move on from? Yeah, yeah, definitely difficult. And I also think that's quite a Kiwi problem as well. I have a lot of friends who also feel this way. I have one friend in particular who for about three years really tried internally at her job. She wanted to change into a different role and she really tried. She took like internal courses and she studied on the side and things like that. And they kept sort of promising that, yep, yep, we'll move you, we'll move you. And for three years that cycle was happening and it just wasn't happening. (laughs) And she felt really loyal to the company. And I can, it's really hard, you know, like from the outside, I just wanted to tell her like, move on. Like it's time, it's time to move on. Like you got to go and get that passion elsewhere. But she just felt so loyal to the company. She'd already given them so many years of hard work. And, you know, of course you have friends there and you, you enjoy working there that it can be really, really hard to break that tie. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's kind of like being in a relationship, right? Once you've been with this company for three years, you know, you have built up a lot of trust and loyalty and it's familiar and yeah, I don't know, it's it's harder to even think about leaving because you're so used to it and it's just like normal for you. But that's frustrating because it feels like your friend had done what you were talking about where you do try and change the situation you're currently in rather than just drop it and look for a new one. Yeah, she obviously did it for a lot longer than I did. I didn't do it for that long. I did it for more like a year trying Uh, She did it for a good three years, which I think is a bit too long, if you ask me. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I definitely have this tendency of feeling really loyal to a company. If we're talking about like jobs right now, I don't know, my boyfriend Owen tries to sort of remind me, and this is not like for all companies, definitely varies, but you know, like the company doesn't care about you. I know that's really harsh to say, okay, sure, your manager cares about you, your colleagues care about you, the people you work with cares about you, but the company, like you're just kind of a number in the payroll system in a way. And so that loyalty can feel so deep to the company. Uh, This, you know, can depend on the size of it too. Obviously, if you're in a five-person company, then obviously that might be different than if you're in a 5,000 one. Um, But I tried to remind myself of that too when I've been in these situations at different workplaces and really been struggling, like, and having that feeling of loyalty keeping me there. But people on the outside obviously noticing, like, are you sure? Like, maybe it's time for something different or time to move on. And I push back with the loyalty excuse I try to take a step back and look from the outside and be like, look, you know, you will always be replaced, right? I I feel like that as well when I've left jobs as I felt really bad, like, oh man, I'm leaving them in a lurch. Yes. Oh my gosh. Same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, I feel so bad. You're breaking this loyalty. You're leaving them in the lurch and like, they're going to have to find someone to replace me. And, you know, you just feel really bad, but it's not your problem. First of all, like they're going to find someone to replace you. Life's going to move on. Things are going to be fine. It's not your problem or concern anymore. All of those kind of feelings can be really hard to kind of wade your way through when you're in that situation. Yeah. And I think as designers, maybe we struggle with this more than perhaps a sales role or something. I don't know, just off the top of my head as an example, because empathy is a big part of how we do our jobs, right? We've got to have empathy for the user. We've got to have a deep understanding of the company and, you know, the brand that we're designing for, things like that. And that makes us think more about these things like, oh, if when I leave, I'm going to make this person's life harder because they're not going to have, you know, the designer to complete this task for them or whatever. I've definitely had that at 
every job I've left really, I've felt terrible for leaving my specific team, but there was like obviously reasons I was leaving. So I just had to keep my, reminding myself of that, that there was, you know, either it was frustrations or a better opportunity or whatever that I had to do the right thing by me first and foremost. And that's not being selfish. That's just looking out for you and your career. You shouldn't feel it's the golden handcuffs is the phrase they use, right? You shouldn't feel chained to your job because of loyalty or because of love for your team or anything like those things can make a job great. But if there's not the other factors, like if you're not being challenged, if you're not doing work you love and you're not excited about what you're working on or, you know, it's really hard to hard to stay and hard to make that loyalty and friendship that you feel balance it out and be worth it, you know, for the lack of everything else. I'm trying to think like, what is the first thing you would do if you're like in this situation and feeling like things aren't going well and maybe you're considering your options? Like what have you done in the past? Like for me, I have had a conversation with my manager or whoever to like sort of have this honest conversation about, I don't know, whatever it is, like, hey, I'm not enjoying the work or hey, I want to be more focused in this area. Is there any opportunity, you know, internally for me to do that, whether it's in this role or another role? That's kind of the first place where I start is having a conversation and being open and honest, which I know already is really hard for some people to tell your boss, like, I'm not enjoying it. But I think we have to be honest. Like we have to, we have to do what's best for us and best for the company because it's obviously not in the best interest in the company either for you to be doing work that you don't enjoy because that's going to lead to you leaving sooner or being unhappy and then poorer work quality etc so I know that having that conversation is hard but I don't know I kind of recommend that as a first step unless of course you already like know and it's very clear that there's no opportunity internally for you to do that and the only option is for you to move on Um, but if you think maybe there is an opportunity to do it already in your workplace, then that might be a nice place to start. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you never really know until you ask. So I wouldn't just assume that there's no opportunity for you to move on. I think that's silly because if you don't give yourself the chance, of course, you're not going to be able to get that. So you should ask and talk about it if that's what you want, if what you want is to stay. An example of this I can think of for me is when I moved to England and I really wanted to stay working with zero. And I had a conversation with my manager about transferring and seeing if that was a possibility. I already knew 100% I was moving to England and I was willing to quit the job if I had to and find a new one over there. But I obviously, I preferred to stay. And so I had that conversation and yeah, talked to him about it and it ended up working out, which was great. Yeah, I got a, was able to transfer over to the zero office. When I've, I've left jobs and I would advise this for anyone like, whether you're frustrated or like new opportunity comes up or whatever, you shouldn't run away from something. Instead, you should be running to something. So you shouldn't find yourself leaving a job and going to like whatever is available just because you're frustrated with the job you're in. I think that that is a situation where you'll find yourself just being frustrated in the new job too, because you know, you've left on a bad note and you've left for the wrong reasons in a way. I, whenever I leave a job, I always want it to be because it's a better opportunity, it's better pay or whatever, like more, more exciting challenges or something like that. I always want it to be objectively a better situation than the one I'm currently in. You don't want to 
just leave for the sake of leaving, you know, and unless, of course, the job is severely impacting your mental health or physical health or something like that, in which case, get out as soon as you can, you know, and, and sort it out from there. Hopefully you have support of people around you to cover the costs in the meantime or savings or something. But I think it's always a good rule of thumb, run to something, not away from something. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way, but that is a really good way to think of it. Like, what, what are your motivations, right? Why are you leaving? Why, why are you going to this new place or, or whatever it is? is obviously really important. Like you don't want to join some new workplace out of spite or something or desperation. So yeah, interesting. I like that concept. I feel like I was nearly in this situation actually when I left Zero. I was kind of frustrated about not being promoted and like people who were my peers being promoted around me and my location, meaning I couldn't be. There was just a lot of change in the company at the time and I felt like people didn't care about me basically apart from my direct team like and I had the guilt about leaving them like we talked about earlier but the only reason that I like I could console myself with leaving is that the company I left to go work for is one that I'd had my eye on when I thought that there was a possibility I might have to leave zero to move to England and so this was like oh maybe I could apply at this company this seems like a cool place to work you know so it wasn't like it was a random company or like just a random job I found on a job site it was like a very specific one that I had searched out and just applied for that one to see if there was a chance that I could get it. And when I landed it, I was like, Meh, maybe this is a sign that it's time to move on and it's time to to do something else. But that was, I think, the closest that I've come to like veering on that running away from something thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm thinking now about like past advice that I've given to friends who have, you know, not been enjoying their current work place or work, uh, you know, responsibilities or whatever. And, you know, hearing about them, I won't say complaining, but, you know, discussing that for a while. But complaining. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> complaining. Usually actually, I now realize in hindsight, usually what I tell them actually is like, well, why don't you just, you know, put out a few job applications and at other places and see what happens. Like just because you apply for a job doesn't also like immediately mean that you're quitting, you know, like, Maybe they won't work out or you can always turn them down and decline, but at least you kind of have put some feelers out and seen what the landscape is like. And that's actually kind of how I left and started Uber is I was kind of just, you know, casually looking around and keeping my eyes out and dropping in a few applications, but not really seriously like thinking about leaving. And then, you know, I, eventually I did. Uh, but do you think that's good advice? Like I kind of realized that's what I've told my friends in the past is like, you know, why don't you just look around? And in, in particular, I give this advice to those friends who are, I can clearly see that the loyalty thing is what's holding them back. And so by telling them, like, just give it a try and see what it feels like to send an application somewhere else. I don't know, maybe that's not the best advice for me to tell them. I don't know. I have two things to say on this. One, I think that's the best type of job hunting you can do is when you can be casual about it and not desperate and can just like apply here and there, you know, I think that's a good frame of mind to be in for applying. And yeah, you kind of hold a bit more power that way and less desperation, meaning you'll be less likely to accept an offer that isn't the best, you know. But secondly, I think that could be a really good way for someone to realize that they can find excitement and enjoyment in their work. Because if, especially if you've been at one place for so long, and if, especially if you've been not enjoying it for so long, in your mind, that becomes what work is, right? It's a place that you hate, and it's a place where you hate what you're doing, and you don't like anything. And so perhaps by encouraging people to 
look out at other companies out there, then they'll be like, hey, what this company is doing is really cool. And that's like this first little spark of excitement that they might have had for a long time when it comes to talking about work. So I don't think that's bad advice. I think that's reminding them what, what else is out there. I think where the advice would turn bad would be if they just, if you told them to just accept whatever offer came so that they could get out of their current place, you know? But yeah, I think it's good to keep your eyes open and remind yourself what's out there, especially if you've lost that excitement, because maybe in the case of this designer who emailed me, they were talking about like wanting to get their love for design back and like trying to reconnect with it. Maybe this company is what's sucking that out of them. And it's not that they don't like design anymore. It's just that they don't like design at this company. And so by putting feelers out and trying some new things, maybe that spark would come back. Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit selfish, right? Like you have to put your best interest at heart. Like, you know, it's your career, it's your life also, it's your hours that are being spent uh, and your energy that has been spent doing this. And you need to do what is best for you and best for your career development and best for your, you know, interests. So it does take a little bit of selfishness, I think, but I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, we all have to go through this and have this little gut check now and then like, okay, am I still on the right path? Is this what I want to be doing? And, you know, ask yourself a few of those really important questions. And if you come to realize that, okay, well, I'm not getting the learnings that I wanted to get, or I'm not enjoying the work, or this is not the position that I wanted to be in by now, or I'm not feeling challenged, you know, then I definitely think if, you know, if most of those questions are true, that it's definitely time to move on and look for a new place that can give you those opportunities. Yeah, for sure. We did an episode, I can't remember how many ago, but about our careers and what we want out of them. And I think it's always good to know that and always be checking in with yourself about that because perhaps, I don't know, maybe you've been at one role for a few years now and you know there's this other thing you want out of your career and like that you want to be doing. Time to look at how you can bring that in. Even if you're not particularly unhappy where you are, you know, you've got to always make sure that you're on your path and doing what you want to be doing. And yeah, when you get a few years into your career, you have uh, a bit more opportunity to do that. I think like you can be pickier with where, where you apply to and where you work at rather than when you're first starting and, you know, you don't have the experience and you need experience to get experience. And there's that whole situation. Yeah. I also know people, and I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but I just thought I'd share for insight, who change jobs to get a promotion, if that makes sense. So like they are not being promoted internally, but they apply at a new place and get to bump up their title to the next level, which I think is a very interesting strategy, not something that I have considered or would consider doing. But yeah, I know that some people like to hop around a lot and are very yeah, strategizing about this, which is kind of interesting. Honestly, I think that for the way a lot of companies operate, sometimes that's the only way to get a significant raise or a significant title change, you know? Yeah, can be hard. Yeah, because often the way companies work is that if you come in on a certain salary that you like were able to negotiate and if you were perhaps in a bad situation at your last job and you were just really excited to have this new opportunity, you might have taken something less, like not negotiated as hard. And then your raises from then on are a percentage of that low lower salary base that you started with, right? This is how we end up with the wage gap and things because there's situations where women feel less confident negotiating in salary conversations than men do. So they start on a lower salary and they stay on a lower salary because yeah, the raises are incremental. 
I think that's really dumb. And I wish that more companies would focus on like promotion and like salary growth opportunities from within without basically having to force their staff to leave to be able to earn a significant amount more. I think that's, yeah, that's silly. We just implemented recently a like standardized salary thing at ConvertKit. So I can see a very clear path for me about like what my different salary rates could be over the years as I improve as a designer and yeah, develop more. So that that's exciting to me. And yeah, I wish more companies would do that because I feel like in the past I have definitely felt like I had to leave to, to get a, a bump up. I guess the first place was when I joined the tech industry for the first time, which was my job at zero. Tech industry salaries are generally more than non-tech industry salaries. So it's just the way it tends to go because of, yeah, the way the world is. And so that was pretty exciting for me to get like a bump. Yeah. About a 15,000 New Zealand dollar bump or something. Yeah. That's pretty nice. And when you're like just starting out that, you know, there's a significant chunk of your salary. So yeah, that was really exciting, but that wasn't the reason that I applied for it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. That shouldn't be a motivation, but it is a nice little reward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a nice reward. <laughs> We've talked a lot about, you know, needing to leave a company or whatever, but what if a company has kind of made you lose your love for what you do in the situation that you're in? There's just so many other frustrations that you find it hard to enjoy your work anymore. And you know, you used to, and you want to get that back again. Do you have any advice specifically for design firm for getting back your love of design when your company's kind of stamped it out of you? I haven't been in this situation, so I don't have any particular advice, but off the top of my mind what I would say is that I think you know when you're working 40 50 whatever how many hours a week you know at this one place I think it's really easy to get into this kind of bubble and forget about what's on the outside and you know like how design works at your company like over time becomes your definition of design in a way right because it's what you're doing all the time and it's what you're used to and you don't know any other way and whatever and so you know having this bad experience can then taint your whole sort of you know vision of design but you know it's always good to remember that different companies kind of do things differently, obviously, and design process can be very different across different companies. And so I would try and remind myself of that, like, okay, this is how design is working here and I'm not enjoying it or I don't agree with it or it's making my job really hard or whatever. But remind myself, like, you know, it's not that this applies to all of design. It's just in this current situation, I'm not enjoying it. So maybe, you know, it's worth having conversations with people or with designers outside of your company and like asking them how it works there and seeing, you know, if that excites you or just doing a bit more, having a bit more of a holistic point of view, I think. And like reminding yourself that while it might be this way here and you're not agreeing with it, uh, there are always other ways to do it and other possibilities. And you might learn about something from someone else about how they do something there and then you could consider like, okay, well, what if we brought that in here? Like, what would that look like? How could I change? How, how could I modify the pain points that I'm experiencing here to turn that around and make it more enjoyable? Yeah, for sure. And I think doing design just for fun as well, like just for you, remember when you started and you found so much joy in like, I don't know, opening up Photoshop and you know, making a graphic for your favorite band, speaking from past experience there. 
Go back to your roots. <laughs> yeah, go back to your roots and remember why you fell in love with design in the first place. And that could even be achieved perhaps by looking back at your old work, even though it might be cringeworthy. Oh, it's always going to be cringeworthy. <laughs> It'll remind you of the state of mind you were in when you made it and how proud you were when you finished that and put it in your portfolio. Even if you've improved now and you're a better designer now and you do things differently, what you're trying to remind yourself of is that state of mind and yeah, how doing that work made you feel. And that's what you have to remember and try and connect to in some way. So yeah, doing work for fun and looking back at old work is what I'd recommend. I've definitely had situations where, I don't know, I felt like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for when I've been, I don't know, designing keynote presentations for hours on end. And I'm like, this isn't the kind of fun design that I wanted to do when I went to university or, you know, into the tech industry. But sometimes those things happen. And so you just have to, like you said, Fem, remind yourself that this is not forever, this state that you're in and this work that you're doing. There are other options out there and other things will come along. Yeah. And just like look for opportunities to make it better too, you know, like don't just be passive. If you are, you know, noticing something that could be done differently or could be done better and you're not enjoying the way it's currently done, then maybe you could propose a solution of how to improve it. Yep. That's great advice. And yeah, I, I also agree with your advice to, you know, like do something for fun or do something on the outside. That's always a good way to, you know, maintain that muscle memory and have your own sort of creative output. That's not just for an employer, but you know, you can do something for yourself too. Yeah. And I would also advise sort of on a separate note, but when you feel like you're on your way out of the company, like you've made that decision that, okay, I think I need to move on and I'm going to start looking for other places. That is when you stop working 50 hours a week and you just do your 40. Like you give the company exactly what they're paying you for. No more, no less, because any extra energy you have can go towards your job hunt and like getting yourself out of the situation. Like by this stage, you've decided they don't, like you're not going to stay. They don't deserve you. So don't feel guilty about just working the hours you're supposed to. Because yeah, I definitely feel like I have this click in me as soon as I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, why should I stay late tonight? You know, I'll just finish it tomorrow instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good on you. That's like cutting those loyalty ties. I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to ease yourself out. <laughs> yeah. It's like ripping off a bandaid. <laughs> Well, Fem, I don't know, any last words for this or have we kind of covered it? Well, I hope that the person who sent you this email listens to this. I'll send them a link. <laughs> yeah, please do reply to them and send them a link. Uh, I hope that it's helpful for them. It depends on their reason too. Like like you kind of touched on earlier, if you are, you know, your current workplace is giving you troubles with your mental health or your physical health or whatever, then of course get out. If it's more like the work is not challenging or you're not enjoying it or something like that, you know, I always kind of encourage like if, if you enjoy the workplace, obviously, try and see if you can, you know, switch things up and change things on the inside. And if it's clear that that's not an opportunity, then it's definitely time to go. Uh, it's not worth sacrificing your career or getting hung up on this sort of loyalty idea to stick around if you're not being challenged and not being, you know, pushed hard enough. So I know it can be hard to leave something, especially when you've been there for so long and given so much, but sometimes it is the best thing to do and you've got to do what's in your best interest. Yeah, you've got to do what's right for you. And to the person who emailed it, I'm just really sorry that you're going through the situation and I hope that this advice will help you out or at least give you the like internal permission and like make you realize that 
you're not alone in this. Other people go through this too. And so you are allowed to do something about it. Totally. You have permission. Well, Finn, where can people go to find more episodes of this podcast? You can go to designlife.fm or you can open up your favorite podcast app and you can search us and find us right there. And make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you're in as well. I feel like we never say that, but, you know, if you subscribe, it'll download automatically and you won't have to go hunting for new episodes. Yeah, which is so useful. (laughs) (laughs) You should also follow us on Twitter. We're at designlife.fm. And if you ever have something in particular you want to email us about, if you want to remain, remain anonymous on the show like this person did, that's totally fine. Yeah, a situation you're going through, you're struggling with, you'd like to hear our thoughts on, send an email to hello at designlife.fm and we'd love to hear from you and try and help you out. Totally. All right. Until next time. See you then, Fem. Bye. Bye.